Hello, and welcome to Director's Cut, the Dr. Sue Sheen edition. I'm Zachary Strand out of Boulder, Colorado, and today's guest, Dr. Sue Sheen, is from Beijing Normal University. Hello, Sheen. Hello, Zachary. It's good to see you. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Um, some context for our listeners who haven't had the pleasure of meeting you. Uh, you recently joined the faculty at Beijing Normal University in China, serving as the choral conducting teacher uh, uh, at the music department in the School of Arts and Communication. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Uh, you have your doctorate uh, of musical arts and a master's in music degree from the Ohio State University. You mm -hmm. also have a master's in musicology and a bachelor of science degree uh, in geography, uh, rural planning, uh, urban <laughs> planning resource management from Beijing Normal University. Yes, that's me. So I, I'm sure you've heard this before. Forgive the dad joke, but um, with your unique background, how would you describe the landscape of music education today? Well, that's a joke. <laughs> I didn't get that. Yeah. Well, if you if you know geography really well, I'd assume you know the landscape really well. Of music oh, ed. yeah, that's right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. I saw that and I just thought that's just no, I sitting like that. there for me. I like that. Okay, good. <laughs> um, some <laughs> other fun facts about you. You're a collaborative pianist. You helped create virtual singing platforms during the pandemic. You've conducted the Chinese Folk Music Orchestra in 2018. Uh, you founded the Acapella Group Ohio Afternoon. You've served as artistic director for Clintonville Community Choir from 2020 to 2022, as well as an adjunct instructor for the Choral Arts Society Ohio Wesleyan uh, in the spring of 2022. And on top of it all, you're a talented composer as well. What do you not do and how do you have free time? Uh, I don't sleep, you know. <laughs> I'm not just kidding. <laughs> Fair enough. Did I, did I miss anything or is there any other highlights that, that you think of? No, I think you catched everything and it's just so good to refresh myself with what I have done. <laughs> yes, that's good. Isn't that funny of how we forget all mm -hmm. of the things we actually have done? And we take yeah. a minute to look back and we're like, wow, like this has been a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. I even think back of like just a school year. And I think of all of the things that will go on in a school year that at the end of the year, we feel like maybe we didn't do so much. And you go back through all the little events that occurred. It's pretty mm -hmm. amazing when we reflect. Yes. yes. Um. Well, speaking of all those things uh, today, as usual on this show, we're going to talk about what inspires you, mm -hmm. a piece that you might recommend, and uh, something that's been keeping you curious lately. You ready to dig in? Yeah. So, Sheen, when did you first discover uh, Love of Choir, and what prompted that? Um, actually, I was a conductor in front of a group when I was only um, seven years old. I was conducting the um, school choir. That means the whole school, the students from the school, singing the national anthem um, like of my country. It's Yongjin um, That was my first conducting experience and I had no idea what I was doing. I was just waving my arms. But my real choir singing, um, it was in my high school. And that time I was playing on the piano and trying to rehearse them. But I didn't really realize how much I would love choir two years later. So two years later, I was um, my first grade, like freshman year undergrad. And I joined the choir of my like university actually it was 
Beijing Normal University. So I was an alumni of the school where I was te- I'm teaching now. It's kind of magic. Anyway, so um, I joined the choir and I joined the alto section and I realized I love singing, but I'm not really good at singing. Like, yeah, like really terrible <laughs> at some point. <laughs> yeah, but I do love it. And so then I decided to play the piano, for, like accompaniment for them. And the director that time, she realized I can play the like piano impro. If I they need somebody who to just cover something, I can jump onto it. So um, that became my second role in the choir, singing in alto and playing on the piano. Later, I think it was my sophomore year. Um, we had like um, just like election or something, and I became the alto section leader. Yeah, and then um, the next year I became the um, like the vice president and also the assistant of assistant conductor for the choir. So from that time, I started to feel how important choir is for me. So that was my time to really fall in love with choir and with choir singing. My undergrad. That's so fun. And was it uh, the music itself? Was it relationships? What about that experience for you? actually brought that uh, emotion? I would say the relationship, the family that I feel um, through my singing, I remember every concert. Um, We have one concert per semester, and after each concert, we will go to a hot pot place called Heidi Lao. It's 24-7 hot pot place. And we will eat hot pot together, and when it was around... Like 12 a.m., we will start singing in the hot pot place. And then we'll sing all the way back to the campus and be really noisy and annoying. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That is so fun. For us, it was Denny's. We'd always go oh, to the Denny's down Denny's. the street from our high school. Okay. And that was like, and we'd call and we'd say, hey, there's about 100 of us coming. And, you know, <laughs> the eye rolls. I felt, I felt so bad for the employees, but they knew we were coming and they loved us and they treated us well. So I, yeah. I, I love those late night yes. outings. Those are fun. Yeah. Um, what about though today? Like what, what keeps you going? What's your why to steal Simon Sinek's line? Like what, what drives you today? Um, cause it's one thing to have those relationships, but then those move on and change mm-hmm. and go away. So what drives you today? I think it was because I've, I had the experience and I really cherished them. So I hope to be the person who bring this experience to someone else. So I want to be the conductor to um, build the choir that I imagine to be a great place, a great environment, and to support more singers. I know there are a lot of people who love singing, but they are afraid to sing along. So perhaps choir is a great place for them to communicate with somebody else, to sing with somebody else, and to be brave. I love that. I think that's one of my greatest sorrows of... uh, American culture today. And I, I'm curious what it's like in China, but that, that real fear, uh, for me, I've always blamed shows like American Idol of, you know, you see these people who are so brave and just get shredded. Um, even if technically they're not very skilled, at least they're singing with more joy and enthusiasm than most people will, you know? Um, and so that fear is very real and that always makes me sad. So I love your vision to create that space where they can come and enjoy and learn. And I know it's not easy. I mean, the, 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 um, like the fin- the current society, there's too much of the competition 
Like it, it was, it's so competitive, and it's really hard to feel relaxed, or to be trust, to be trusted, or to feel comfortable around people just seeing because you always feel like somebody's judging you, and even yeah. in the choir, you may feel that yeah, way. Yeah. And I oh, when you get that eye roll from the person in front of you when you sing the yeah. wrong note and they look back at you. Oh, oh my yeah. god, yeah, I hate that. <laughs> Like, I, I am already terrifying. And you are looking at me like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, I totally uh-huh, get that. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Well, how beautiful. And, and I, uh, I imagine that's something that maybe doesn't happen as often in your group, if that's your vision, right, of that place of safety. Um, yeah. I can already imagine just talking to you that that's <laughs> not something that would be. Of course, we all have our moments. I mean, when you have a big, I mean, for our for our choir, when you hit a voice crack, we get, we give high fives because I middle school choir. So when those boys crack, <laughs> instead of embarrassment, we start just celebrating because yeah. it's a part of growing up. It's like a rite of passage, yes, um, and that's made it more fun. But every once in a while, you're like, "Dang, son, that was that was a big one." <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Or sometimes I'll just make fun of myself. I will also make some mistake. I mean, I will be making a mistake and yeah we are human we make mistakes yeah. i love that i feel like that's a pressure a lot of choir teachers feel is that they have to be perfect um so that's really beautiful that you acknowledge those mistakes and make it a part of the norm not a thing to be afraid of well thank you for sharing that's really lovely and we're going to take a break and we'll be back in a moment with a piece that you would recommend uh some groups to check out Each week, we ask our guests to tell us about a piece they would recommend other conductors do for their groups. Uh, Sheen, tell us about a piece you might recommend uh, and how you would go about programming uh, into a season or a concert. Yeah, the piece that I would recommend you to do is a piece actually written by myself. Um, it's called Winter Thoughts, Dong Si in Mandarin Chinese. It was written for SSAA and um, piano or additional gu zheng if you happen to have one. Um, this piece was um, written during the pandemic. Uh, it was from last year, 2022, um, January. The lyrics was written by my friends. So this was during the pandemic when we cannot go anywhere and we feel like there need to be some support, um, especially within the choir, like within the choral community. And th- this piece was about feeling the moment and realize the pain is there, but also look ahead and realize all this crazy moment will go away in the end. So, yeah. That's beautiful. Um, and so just for a little bit of context in that, uh, so currently you're in China. Yeah. Where were you at the time that you wrote the piece and where was your friend? Where were they at um, as you were writing these and as you were experiencing in January 2020? Yeah, so January 2022, I was in Ohio, I believe. Yes, I graduated last year. So yeah, I was in in Ohio. Um, My friend was also in the United States. Um, She was in, 
Which was she? I cannot remember, but somewhere, yeah, um, yeah. So this was post lockdown. Yes, but recalling on those memories and those thoughts. Yes, we are recovering and we are re recognizing what we have experienced. That's beautiful. And why? Um, so why did you then encapsulate it like that? That feeling of stuck and isolation. Um, why did you pair it with the metaphor of winter? What What was the draw? Or why did she? Uh, yeah, pair it with that metaphor. So, um, actually, maybe I can um, tell you a little bit more about the poem. Um, I will read you the translation, and there are four lines. Um, so, winter thoughts, snow pent mountains, smoky night, thousand trees are dancing, celebrating the loving time. No one talks about the hatred in the end. Enjoy the crazy moment at a turbulent time. So mm. this is the text. This is a text, um, and talking about winter is was actually from the first line: snow, pen, mountains, smoky night. That kind of color is dark, and it's quiet. It it's kind of like the feeling that you are when you were in the isolation. It's quiet. And it's gray. There are not too much color around you because you are alone with yourself. Absolutely, that's that's beautiful. Um, let's actually take a moment here um, and listen to the piece.
Would you mind reading us the original text before the mm-hmm. translation? Yes. So in Mandarin Chinese, it sounds like this. For you as the composer, thinking of a group, what um, and you can maybe speak to how women's glee club was something mm-hmm. they struggled with as they were rehearsing. But what would be the most intimidating aspect when approaching this piece? I know there's mm-hmm. a couple uh, surprising harmonies that mm-hmm. show up. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of, you're kind of sitting in the normal, like, oh, I know what this sounds like. And then there's a couple surprising harmonies. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it's the language. What What do you think is the most intimidating aspect for someone who is, wants to try this? Mm-hmm. So um, for the women's glee club that I worked with, Apparently, the language was one of the biggest challenges. Um, but because there are only four lines, and for each line, there are t- um, seven characters. So totally, there are 28 characters, and it wasn't too crazy. But they were so good at re- pronouncing it like correctly, accurately. So they spent a lot of time with me like learning the language. Um, that, that, I would say, was the biggest challenges, uh, challenge, yeah. So so then, okay, so you say that and immediately my heart rate starts going up because I am not gifted in diction. I try so hard. I'm learning Spanish. I struggle. <laughs> um, and so if I don't have you in the room with me, mm-hmm. um, do you have any recommendations of tools that I could use to, to bridge that challenge? Yeah. So um, usually if you are just for Mandarin Chinese, if you are reading one piece of, uh, in Mandarin Chinese, usually the composer will have an like a IPA guide or have some um, pronunciation aid. And I think that will really actually help you a lot. So it wasn't that it was not it's not that crazy. It's just you have to prepare yourself to be like, OK, here's something new and they are interesting and they'll be OK. And the second, I think. Usually, people, uh, composers will be so um, willing to help you. So if you email them, like if you email me, and I will be so happy to send you a recording of myself speaking the text to you. So I think this will be very useful tools. Um, and also, um, I actually, my friend and I, we created a website um, to help con- conductors who want to program um, pieces from Northeast Asian. So we have those IPA um, pronunciation guide or like um, document to help you if you want to um, program music in Chinese or like in Korean. So that would also be another thing to help you. A little bit of advertisement here. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, and the, the link to that website will be in the show notes. But what is the website called? It's um, NEA. Coral resources, so Northeast Asian coral resources. Yeah, very nice. And um, so, does it all, does it just have it written, or are there also sound bites? How does the website kind of look? 
Yeah, so in the website, you will find, uh, first of all, a language aid and document, um, a chart of pronunciation, and also some recording to help you. And there are also additional information like um, recommended composers and their works and the recording to those works. So you will also discover a lot of um, composition from composers from that background. That is wonderful. Um, so then I'm really curious, um, for you then taking these pieces, but now I, cause I, cause we've talked about the, the language and how that's intimidating and these are great resources. Um, and I th thoroughly recommend people check them out. Um, but then I'm curious for you then as the composer, how did you bring the text to life musically? What were some key components that you're like, Oh, Hey, draw your attention to this in the piece mm -hmm. because I did this on purpose. Mm -hmm. So for this piece specifically, yeah. Um, so I repeat those texts for a couple of times and you will realize they are saying they, they have been saying a couple of times and each character, they are not alone as one character because sometimes two character group together and become a word. So for this type of poem, seven characters, um, usually I will say go to the end of each line so there's not like one character one word it's like the whole group together and you will have some meaning together so if you have this seven character you go to the really end and connect them together like meaningly in in the meaning wise um and when i was composing this i tried to have all my information in the music so in the harmony um as you said before um like you can hear those kind of chunky harmony someplace and those actually give you the information like here is something new and something's happening here there's there might be a change here and so i would say um pay attention to the music because i think i put all those um idea and color change into the harmony for example, um, let's take a look at bar 19, um, starting bar 19. So I take the last phrase from the theme for theme melody and I change the last little phrase into something new and that tells you, okay, some things changes. It's not peace and love now. Something bad happened. Perfect. So let's actually listen to that first. Here's the original theme. Okay, so now let's listen to measure 19 and hear what changes by measure 25. What change were you signifying in that part of the text? What for you were you trying to show sonically? What, what were you trying to depict? So um, in this composition, there are three big parts. It, we can call it ABA. And at this juncture, it's 
coming out from A to B, and the B is all about running nose. It's all about tension. It's all about bad thing happens. There are challenges. There are trouble around you. So、um, changing this harmony is a signal for you, for the listener, that okay, something is coming ahead and something is coming to you, and you need to be.、Um, Like look into that. You are looking into that. Yeah. Absolutely, I love that. And then, do you do a similar transition from B back to A again? Yeah, I did a transition, but this time is coming out of this、um, trouble, coming out of this turbulent, and I had this going up, the,、uh, all the lines going up, and it's opening up, and then arriving back to the theme A. Perfect. Let's、uh, let's give that a listen. Beautiful, and I love how、uh, you change from section to section, giving that audience the clear feel. And that way, even for you know non-speakers, they're able to clue in a little bit with with some of the tension and release that we have in these hard times.、Um, and you mentioned for pandemic, I'd assume you know we can do it for other times. How would you go about programming this piece? Yeah, so. It was written in pandemic time, but it's not only about pandemic. As you said, it's about hard time, and when you are in hard time. You want to have some support and hope. So perhaps、um, in the middle of the semester, when people are struggling, you can program this piece. And this is a good example of okay, all of this will go over, and things will be better. Or any kind of、um, any time when something. Like something big has happened, and you feel like your student need a little bit of support and a little bit of love, or just simply you want to experience a foreign language, this will be a great one. Absolutely. Oh, and I forgot to mention. I mean, I actually mentioned a little bit. So in this piece, the、um, instrument includes the piano and an additional guzheng. So if you happen to have people who can play guzheng in your group, this will be a great. Um, great time for you to showcase them, for them to play and like as a solo instrumentalist. Absolutely, or a great way to have community involvement. Yeah, to bring in community members to be a part of the school, part of the community. Yeah,、um, get to bring their expertise into the room, which would be really powerful. Yeah, that too. Yes. Yeah,、um, but I want to go back to what you said about the uh, uh, emotion piece. I love that. That's great emotional intelligence of because I think it'd be tempting. To like schedule this for the Christmas, you know, quote unquote holiday Christmas concert, you know, whatever you want to call it,、um, of like, oh, it's a winter song, foreign language, and it's not just doing the Hanukkah piece, you know,、um, <laughs> yeah. Which you know, sure, but what I love when you're saying is like, well, maybe do it in the February concert when things are really dark, you know, and you're、yeah. kind of the students are slogging, and then you can have these earnest discussions of. Hard times and getting through. I think that's really beautiful. Yeah, actually thinking like thinking in winter, you are actually thinking when the spring is coming, right? So February is a really good time to do this. I love that idea. 
That's cool. Okay. Well, yeah. So thank you. I, that, that's, that's your idea. You're the one who said that. I, I think that's really beautiful. <laughs> like giving, but giving students that space, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I remember when um, I was in a choir and uh, we had a tragic event occur and we had already been working on the foster arrangement of hard times. Um, and it was amazing how we could then pull it and use it to help ourselves process everything going on. Um, and so I also love your idea of that, of if you have this piece earlier in the year that you can be slowly working on it, but having these conversations included to then perform it at a time that's appropriate, but it could be something that to even just build up the emotional intelligence of your choir, um, through subtle ongoing discussions. That's really cool that you thought of that. And when you suggest that in programming, so thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're going to just go ahead and listen again, uh, to, to part of this piece, just to close out this segment and then, uh, we'll come back for our final round. Sound good. Sounds good. Thank you for sharing your piece. I know that can feel awkward, like you're advertising or, you know, trying to self-promote, but it's it's really valuable. And I think this is a, a type of piece that people would want to know about. So I appreciate you sharing it with us. Um, I know it'd be one for me that I would look for to try and for my choir. So I'm very glad you shared it. And how cool, like, that we get to talk to you. We can reach out and actually communicate with you, like you said, like email you for pronunciation. Yeah. Like what a gift that is. So. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also like how cool, like, I think, uh, we should all be encouraged to even if in some way write music for our choirs. Like, I think that's another part was the competition. Like, Oh, well I could never write my music. Like, why not? Why not try? Why not have that experience? Yeah. And I think you will find out that, you know, how to write to a, for a choir. Like you will, once again, you will figure out, you actually know more, than you thought about writing a piece for a choir because they have been working with choir all the time. You actually know where their voice will sit and sit perfectly. So try. Yeah. I love that. And so, yeah, so for me, this isn't, you know, log rolling. This is just a great example of maybe a practice that some of us can learn to do. Now, that being said, uh, let's just close out. I just want to know, I'm curious, what's been keeping you curious lately? Anything that you'd recommend of like, hey, this is what I'm into. You should check it out, you know? Well, okay, I, I, I have something about the thing I drink. So I love coffee, I love tea, and I also love to figure out what kind of water I should be drinking. So I actually did a game, like, 
blind test about all kind of water, so tap water, um, filled water, um, spring water, and still water. And I realized I love Aquafina out of oh, all okay. the things. Yeah, that was me about water. And then I also tried to find out the, like my favorite brand of soda or like sparkling water. And so far, the winner is AHA. Like the AHA. Oh. Yeah, grape. Uh, I think it's with grapefruit. Or the peach, those two. And how like, and how many how many have you tried? Like what? Like how many do you think you're up to? So I I think I had I had all those from Trader Joe's, everything. Okay. And okay. All that from um, Whole Foods, and every every flavor from Aha, and also there's one I cannot remember the name. So you will find it in Costco, like the the. They have like pink, green. Spindrift? I think that sounds about right. Yeah. Like it's colorful okay. and like it's like a abstract okay. painting. It looks like. Wow. Oh, oh, uh, LaCroix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. LaCroix. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah, and I, I think I like a lime from that brand too. Okay. <laughs> so. But Aha Grapefruit is so far number yeah, one yeah. sparkling water. Yes. <laughs> I I love it. It makes me it makes me think of uh just being a kid and like you know you go out to dinner with the family like okay well try to get Mountain Dew or Sprite today you know like mm-hmm. and like well which one's better and like you have those debates with your friends like, so <laughs> yeah. I lo- I love that I will fight with them like seriously for this <laughs> oh okay okay specifically with sparkling water yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my, my god okay. Well, Sheen, thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate your insights um, and wish you well with the upcoming year. Um, That's it for our show. Audio was edited by Zach Kester with music performed by the Women's Glee Club at The Ohio State University. Um, Thank you so much, Dr. Sheen, uh, Dr. Sue Sheen. It was lovely having you on. Thank you so much, Zachary, for having me. I had a great time. Thank you for listening.